Welcome back to the Final Whistle Podcast. Time you run! Welcome back to the Final Whistle. Eight days to kick off, boys. This time next week, we'll have team lists in front of us, previewing round three. It was a sad day in rugby league over the weekend, so the boys at the final whistle like to pay their respects and send our condolences to the uh, Summons family, R.O.P. Arthur Summons. On the episode, uh, this episode of the podcast, we'll break down the last seven days, talk about all the hot topics uh, that's happening in rugby league. We'll continue with our pre-COVID team information with the Dogs, Penrith, West Tigers and the Rabbitohs, the four teams in focus uh, tonight. And also we have our look-long, play-short, player chat with Nathan McQuiglin. Before we jump into it, Trevor and Fife are back again. I would like to welcome Oliver from Rugby League, in my opinion, back. Firstly, thanks for making yourself available today. And uh, just run run us through the work you're currently doing with Everything Rugby League. Yeah, first of all, guys, thanks for having me back on. I've been looking forward to it. Uh, with Everything Rugby League, I've been working for them as a writer since the start of February. Um, writing daily articles, etc. And uh, for about the past month or so, I've been interviewing a few players. Uh, so that's been really good. I've been able to sort of get my name out there a little bit and get Everything Rugby League's name out there in terms of the, the player community. And it's been, you know, very fast um, in terms of the players I've been able to interview. Uh, players from over in England um, and Australia and, you know, national team players from the likes of the USA. So it's been amazing, um, a great experience, and I think it's only going to build from here. So it's been very good. Probably a good one, mate, was getting Luke Bateman on the day you said that he's quitting rugby league for a bit. Yeah, well, I saw the announcement, and then I posted it on Rugby League in my opinion, and he actually liked the post, and I thought, oh, you know, he, I thought I'd give it a crack, you know, I'll, I'll send him a message. Um, see if he'll come on for an interview. I might not hear from him for a bit, um, but he replied almost instantly. I said, okay, I'll send you over some questions, just answer them whenever you can, and he got back to me that night, so that was amazing. Um, yeah, being able to do that interview with Luke Bateman right after um, he announced he was uh, taking some time off and was released from the Raiders. Yep, and now what interviews you've done so far, uh, which one do you think was the best? Or one that you like doing? One that I really liked doing, and it's not a huge name, was Christian Freed, um, the US international, um, just because I've sort of kept in contact with Freed since then. I have with a couple of the boys, but him primarily. Um, and, you know, he got me onto his podcast, um, the Any Given Monday, he's got me onto that, listening to that. And we have plans once COVID's over for me possibly to um, go to Brisbane where they are based at and head on for an episode so it'd have to be Christian Freed in terms of you know sort of the relationship we've built since then um, he's an awesome bloke um, but other than that the likes of like an, an Oliver Gilder or a Daryl Clark from over in the Super League um, those two in particular have been great all of them have been good don't get me wrong I've not had one bad player but um, those two I've, I've sort of kept in contact with them uh, since as well Awesome, mate. Thanks for thanks for coming on again, Fifey. What's blowing your whistle this week, mate? Oh, there's been a few off-field sagas that have blown me whistle, but the one that's really getting me, and we'll obviously after I announce it, I'll we'll go into it and talk to talk about it a bit more. Uh, it's the Greg Inglis and the return from retirement. Not so much that he's returned from retirement, but the social media 
uh, outpour of um, for the let for the lesser turn bullshit from from the um, the fans on social media, uh, you know, blowing up at South, blowing up at you know, um, getting him medically retired when he actually didn't medically retire. <laughs> he stepped away from the game because of the injuries that he had. He had lost the love of the game, so he just stepped away from it. Um, but you know, the the biggest bit is probably the NRL's administrators at the time giving him salary cap relief. So what's blowing my whistle this week is the bullshit from the fans. And that's the reason why uh, his signing hasn't made our page because as much as we like to you know talk about positive, positive stuff, and this is a positive thing, um, having GI return to the game at a professional level, it's the bullshit from the fans that we don't want on our page. Um, we we don't have that. Uh, anyone who's been listening to our podcast will we'll see that we talk about off-field stuff here to a certain extent, but we never post it on our page because we don't want to give trolls a, uh, a, a, a leg to stand on behind their screen and say shit that they wouldn't say to someone in person. So um, we haven't touched that, and that's the reason why we haven't. But we'll touch on it here because obviously it's a big topic. Uh, Trev, mate, what's your um, reaction when you when when the news came through at about ten o'clock last night? Yeah, no, definitely. So obviously it came through last night. Um, to be honest, I thought you know the fans have the right to have a complaint. They do uh, because obviously South Sydney to get salary cap exemptions. And that, without those exemptions, they've been able to sign some of the players they have. The answer is no, straight out. Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I'd wait, blow up. I'd blow up if Sam Burgess wait, wait, was to wait, announce. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, don't, 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 don't cut off. But the thing is, right? They got given exemptions uh, for him retiring. Okay, so what's next when another superstar? Okay, so say Cameron Smith decides I'm going to retire tomorrow for whatever reason. Is Melbourne still going to get salary cap exemptions? Well, from if, now on, they'd have to because it's, right. it's open a can of worms. That's and right. my and my my um reply to my reply to that, and especially with the fans, is you're looking at a different administrator now. It, it was done under Green Turd, and I'll call him Green Turd now because he's absolutely bullshitted the game. If you look at the last two Canterbury Bulldogs CEOs and their their roles after they left Canary Bulldogs as, as, as the bosses of Canary Bulldogs. Both are now not in their roles. Raylene Castle and Todd Greenberg. Um, so, you know, Greenberg has a lot to answer for and it's probably the reason why uh, Rugby League, uh, at its elite level there, is over $6 million in, in the hole somewhere. So, as much as we want to go off our, our, our nut at it, we, we really can't, um, because... Well, we can. Well, we, we can, we but, can we, but we can't we can't go off we can't go off of Valandis and, and no, no, Abdo, no, because no, it's, no, not, it's no. not theirs. But people aren't having a go at Valandis, they're just having a go at the NRL in general for what happened. It doesn't matter who's in charge or not, people are going to say to Valandis, okay, mate, we know you weren't the boss, and Greenberg was the boss back then. But what are you going to do but now? What, you, what are we going to do now moving forward so this doesn't happen again? Yeah. Mate, they're going to, he's going to have to come and, and, and put, a, put a line in the sand. And it's going to piss off a lot of people if they're not um, Rabbitoh fans. And I, I guarantee you some Rabbitoh fans are probably sitting there, not going to publicly say it, but sitting there going, well, doesn't that make us look like fucking cheats? Which, 
you know you don't want that but you know the 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 fans that aren't that coloured eyes of, of whatever colour their team is, when something happens to their club they can sit back and if they're if they're a smart minded person, they can see where the other people are coming oh, from. 100%. Not a lot of people can, because you get lost up in that. Ollie mate, what are your thoughts on Greg Inglis returning? Uh, well it's obviously great for in particular the Super League and Warrington. I was just talking about Daryl Clark before. As soon as I heard the news this morning I messaged him to see his thoughts and he was the one who said this is going to be huge for the town of Warrington and for rugby league. You know, you just look at when Joey John signed with Warrington, um, packed our stadium on his debut. Um, so that'll be great for the club, well, first and foremost. How about Super League next year? Huh? Super League next year can have uh, Greg Inglis, Israel Folau, and Sonny Bill Williams. They'll be the free, free of. Um, Highest profile, influential top players that play the NRL now over there, all playing uh, in, in the Super League in 2021. It's going to be a, it's, oh, it's mate, a great time. Oh, I tell you right now, I know Warrington had Joey over there for a little bit. They actually spend the time over at Warrington and with the faithful. You know, like I had so many of their faithful message me support, um, asking. They go, "This is the biggest thing since Brian Bevan." They said, "Yes, we've had Andrew Johns, but Greg Inglis." will be like Brian, what Brian Bevan was to him. And I'll tell you now, if they go on and they finally make it as their year, uh, he'll have a statue in his own thing like Brian Bevan does. They need, they need, they need to um, invest in a sponsor, though. They need, they need thermals for him because his old knees are going to be cold in the, in, in, in the northern, northern England winter. It's going to be freezing. <laughs> Six venues got confirmed yesterday, guys. Bank West, Campbelltown, Central Coast. Suncorp, uh, the Queensland Country Bank, and Amy. Any thoughts around this, or just common sense? No, I reckon there's too many at, at Campbelltown, to be perfectly honest. Or is it Bankwest? One of the two have got, like, a shitload of clubs there. Yeah, I think Bankwest. Bank <laughs> yeah. So, well, I, I, seriously, I'd have Penrith. Penrith and Canberra. And possibly... Um, Oh, I'm trying to think of another one. Out at Penrith Stadium, you've got the gym across the road. You've got hotels there. You've got all the stuff you need there. Um, you know, yes, New March is about seven kilometres down the road, but no one's coming in and out of New March now. So that's right. And it's a controlled environment down there anyway at New March. Yeah. So, so. I, I I'd have Penrith. I, I seriously would. Um, if you're a Sydney-based team. You you try to have your your games at your home ground. Obviously, Bulldogs and Rabbitohs can't because ANZ get knocked down. Allianz is the same there for Roosters. So you know, oh there you go, Roosters stuck stick Roosters out of out of um, Penrith because they've got Kingswood Kingswood um, bowling clubs are part of the Roosters are. Uh, Roosters faction there, they can go back there for team team functions. <laughs> it's only confirmed. It's only confirmed until round nine anyway. So yeah, but yeah, now we're reassessed. Like the only thing I was a bit shocked by was that like we're talking about trying not to spread the virus. Um, virus, but it basically just got grounds all up the whole east coast. Like <laughs> oh, they should have said one in Queensland, said Suncorp, and then everyone play at it. Like all the Queensland teams play out there. No, like, go to Townsville. It's even oh. hotter up there. It's a brand new stadium. Well, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, uh, no, but why, why couldn't why couldn't Canberra go on down and use Amy Park? It's it's closer in terms of travel. Oh, it's tough. It, no, it's close. Canberra's closer to Sydney. Oh yeah, but no, they're, they're going to be on chartered flights. 
So why wouldn't you just go and say, oh shit, we'll just we'll just put Canberra down in Melbourne as well? Mm. Ollie, this one's for you. Yeah. Um, Bryce Cartwright, you know, gained his exemption <laughs> uh, as a Titans fan. Um, thoughts around the Queensland Chief Medical Officer, you know, uh, Janet Young, you know, changing her changing her, her ways about the flu shot. Well, as a Titans fan, how good has Bryce Cartwright been for the Titans in the past couple of years? So thank God uh, he's getting exemption. <laughs> Exemption to sit on the bench. <laughs> Goes from Penrith to Titans and hasn't done nothing except we'll pick up his weekly paycheck. He really has to have an out-and-out out year this year or he will find himself without a contract. He might have to go to England where 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 you need your needles to get over there. So he'll have to have a needle to get over there, otherwise his visa won't work. So uh, he better start pricking up and getting ready for a needle. If, he's, if he doesn't play well, he's going to be... Super League bound and you need needles to fly. Yeah, on the, on the whole situation in general, I mean, I think Wade Graham summed it up pretty well. Um, when he was talking on Triple M, he said, look, it, it, it's for the team. You know, you've got to be all in it together. He'd ask players if they weren't going to get the injection, why aren't they doing so? You know, I, I believe the same as Wade Graham. If it's something like a religious belief, um, something that serious, then okay, it's understandable. Unfortunately, you still can't play, but you're going to side with your belief, right? So understandable. But yeah, yeah but have you seen have you seen ninety percent of the anti anti vaxxers? Bastards are tattooed up from month Sunday to mon <laughs> Sunday to Monday each week. They got enough tattoos on there. What's what's the go with that? Like has Bryce Cartwright ever been needled up and played before? Oh, probably had a few needles. Anyways, enough talking about enough talking about this fella. Um, <laughs> one referee, I, I'll gather your thoughts, Trev, on this. Uh, I know you, we talked about it last week or week four. You're a big believer of it, but it's been confirmed now. So um, yeah, no, like, I'm happy about it. No, like, the only thing I'm just really annoyed is how the referees are trying to take the league to court. They're breaking the EBA. Well, how about every business in the country takes their employer to court? Because how many people have been stood down from work? Yeah, exactly, you know, but that's the thing, you don't, companies don't need to explain or openly talk with their employees about any given setback. Um, this is just another, it's another, um, it's another scenario. I've, um, I've spoken to uh, Rico, who's obviously an NRL part-time, a touch judge, who's, um, I think he's, what, 15 games away from being 300 gamer. I asked him if his job's safe. He said it's not. So I, I, the referees, like, Valenius has already come out and said that no referee's going to lose their job. That's, full that's the full-time, that's the full-timers who are on 100k a year. I think they're, they're taking a pay cut um, in line with, obviously, with all the rugby league players taking pay cuts. So taking a pay cut there, it's the part-timers that they're apparently um, pursuing, which is like you, you, you touch judges. Um, what I did find interesting, though, is an article that was... But the part-time players have been stood down from their clubs as well. Yes. So the part-time referees, I think just... I want, I, Brad, Levy, Brad Levy was right with what he said, and I agree with Brad. Um, when he turned around and said, the referee's been put on a pedestal for far too long that they think they're bigger and better than the game themselves. Oh, look, I, I, the only part-timer I want to see is, is Rico because he's, oh, so, yeah. he's so close to getting his 300. Yeah. It, it, it'd be a damn shame for him not to not to get his 300. He's, um, you know, he's been through, through a hell of a lot. But what I find interesting is that the article that James Hooper, who I 
don't rate fairly high in, in terms of journalism. Um, wrote a story and he decided to attack the 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 uh, boss of the referees association, similar to what the RLPA is, the union. He had a side business, which was a waxing thing. He made up a book, made up a whole story about his waxing business, which was totally sh- bullshit. Um, you don't have to bring that in there. He's representing referees. Who cares if he's giving female males Brazilians on the side? Doesn't bother me. Um, but what I did find interesting in that though is that uh, that an NRL touch judge did comment on that. Now their social media laws that they have even for local I've I've been subject to a social media breach as a referee in the Penrith district before um it'd be interesting to see if that said touch judge gets a crack over the knuckles for commenting on something that's uh, about you know he's he's direct employment in ter- terms of the social media breach law that they generally have um as if as we've seen you know, the referees are starting to get a bit more vocal on uh, social media. You know, they've got their own NRL officiating Facebook and Instagram page now. Um, they've also, you know, also the uh, Badgers, the Badger duo and Casey and, and um, Gav have got their podcast, which they obviously do their weekly reviews of um, the games from a referee's point of view. So I guess that's that's changing. However, commenting on a... On a um, on a, on a post or an article about what's happening probably wouldn't be a smart move right now. The, the thing that just annoys me, though, Brock, because obviously a union just needs one person to go to them to make this, because they represent everyone, but I'd like to know how many of the part-timers are literally the ones who are backing it. Because all of a sudden, they would know as a union, you only need one member to come to you with a complaint and they... They, they can run with it. They run with everyone. Now, that's the thing is because then they, they like, I know, like I'm not saying that the referees that don't love the game, obviously they love the game, they love what they do. And yes, we do need referees uh, for the game. But I just think for this instance, you know, like I just think they just need to just relax, let this year go out, come back next year bigger and better. Because as we said, it's mainly the part timers they're worrying about. But as I've mentioned before, we've had part-time staff at clubs, see you later, part-time players, see you later for the year, you know? So they're no different. It's it. Would, would, look, so we go ahead with the one referee. This is this is, this is probably a, a, a hypothetical for now, and obviously see how it plays out in the first couple of weeks. Would they go back to two referees next year? If we have the best year in terms of one referee, and there's no controversy, well, I think at the moment, reason why, well, I think at the moment, the reason why one referee will work is because there's no crowds, and as we saw before they went into lockdown, we weren't talking about the referees the next day after a game, were we? Because there was no crowd influence. Makes sense, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like, um, day in, day off, and just go back to, like, you know, like, I saw a few other things throughout the social media platforms and that, and I said to a few people, like, well, back in the days before we had the video ref, you had the referee, because people go, oh, the touch judge should be keeping the 10. But no, like, you know, you saw five few, you know, back in the days, mate, the touch judges were the ones who would look after the ruck and make sure there was no four passes. The referee will normally keep the 10, 
you know, and it was perfect. These days, they just got the touch judges doing all different things. Yeah, look, you know, and, and they're confused. Back back when I back when I was refereeing, and you're on a Sunday, and you got a you know, you got a middle, you get there early, and you talk to your touch judge, and you tell your touch judges what what you want from them in the game. You know, you say to them, all right. I want you guys to... The ball's on your side of the field. Yeah, you, you I want can you guys... Ruck. If yeah. it's not, I want you to watch, watch the, the forward passes. The, the forward passes yeah. or even get out and march the 10. And, you know, sometimes if you if you came up, you know, and you were a touch judge and you came up to, to a, a junior rep, referee doing your senate, they sometimes would have the comms there. So mm. you'd, you'd have comms on and they could tell you where you want. Or, you know, if, if, if you know, especially with park football... When there was melees and whatnot, and you, you come in, you know, and, and the touchy always come in and whatnot, give you your report. You say to them, go back there. I want you to go watch the ten. I'm going to go and watch the. I'm going to go watch the ruck. So, you know, you, you talk with your you talk with your touchies. Your touchies kind of have a fair idea of what you what they want, like what you as a centre ref expect of them from the game, and you, you get taught that exactly what you said, Trev. You know, if it, if it's on the near side uh, onto you, you get the ruck. You jog back a couple of steps. You check out the uh, you check out the forward pass from this side, and then you just run with a play. You know you've got all the all the signals to, to to get the referee's attention if the referee knows how to look left and right. But uh, yeah, look, I'm happy that it's one ref. Um, maybe maybe a few maybe a few debutants might have to come through with this um, kerfuffle with the referees and the NRL. Um, you know. Just, even bring back, uh, bring back Tony Delaharis and bloody Bill Arrigan. Mind that, I put my hand up to go and do a referee game. Referee game, if you have to. <laughs> Pretty sure a lot of people will put their hands up the referee game. It's the best seat in the house. NRLW, um, they come out and said that they were going to be including the new TV deal. Um, it's great news for the women's game, as we said that there's not enough teams as it is. It needs to be more teams. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't give a I don't give a flying hoot what the TV deal is. The money wise, it needs to be a bare minimum eight teams. If yeah. they're not going to have eight teams, forget it. Stick to New South Wales and Queensland Cup. Great, um, great. It's great for the game. Great for women's game moving forward. But just just on the last point here, we've got Jordan Downs. Origins being confirmed three straight weeks in November. Awesome. Thoughts around this? Yeah. Yes. Got it. Got um, yeah. Oliver on you. Makes sense. Uh, when else can they really you know, schedule it in for without it interrupting this new season? I mean, if we're talking about November, obviously I'm no expert on the virus, but I have a feeling if we go the way we're going now and uh, the cases are starting to go down, there is a possibility that we could have crowds. My God, no, there's going to be crowds. I'm going to be 15, drink, 15 beers down each day at Bathurst this year, and that's in October. There you go. <laughs> they're, they're, damn straight, there'll be crowds. Obviously, there'll be screening processes that'll be taken. But if I can down beers at Bathurst in October, I guarantee I can down beers at State of Origin. <laughs> <laughs> my, my hypothesis has been that, you know, as the very informed person I am, if, <laughs> if, if everything goes well, um, up until um, everything goes well with the virus, I think we'll have fans possibly at the finals, the grand final, and Origin. So I, I think it just makes a whole lot of sense. Origin makes sense for me. I always, always host Origin One with family, and it's fucking freezing. But you know, thirty degrees in November, uh, that'd be great. All right, guys, that's the last seven days broken down um, for us. We'll be back for the pre-COVID team information. All right, we're back. Pre-COVID team information. I'll give it over to Ollie. He can do the Bulldogs, and we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll 
we'll kick things off with the Bulldogs. This is the NRL predicted lineup for round three. At fullback, Dalma Tennis Lesniak, Nick Meany, and Christian Crichton on the wings, although he's been suspended from round two, so some will have to make way here. Um, in the centres, we've got Remus Smith and Will Hopwadi. In the halves, Brandon Wakeham and Lachlan Lewis. Um, in, in the fours, we've got Aidan Tolman, Dylan Arper at hooker, Jeremy Marshall King. In the second row, Josh Jackson, Raymond Fatale Mariner, and Adam Elliott at lock. On the bench, Dean Britt, runoff to Amaga, Sawase Sue and Jake Avarillo. Um, other players, uh, Carrot Holland, Kieran Foran, who it seems will be fit for round three, so he could be an inclusion. Got Chris Smith, um, also obviously Corey Harawiranaira and Jane Okabor have officially been deregistered by the NRL. The loss of the pair compounds news. Joe Stimson may not play again this season after undergoing shoulder surgery. Outside backs, Marcelo Matoya is gone from, for 8 to 12 weeks, um, who has torn his hammy at training, and Carrot Holland uh, also drew back from injury. Oh, I see. Yeah, I think Christian Crichton is suspended, and what's his name? Kieran Holland will come come straight back in there, and I, I feel, um, you know, Foran's trained the house down, and he'll be picked there to, to face Manly on um, Sunday week. Yeah, no, definitely. I think Crichton got done for his uh, shoulder thing to Mike Acevo. <laughs> the attempt. I'm liking this halves, this halves dilemma that Dean Pay's going to have. He's got Brandon Wakeham. Lachlan Lewis, Jake Avarillo, and uh, Kieran Foran all all fit and healthy to play in the halves. So um, it's going to be a good little battle there for the halves. Oh, mate, definitely. It will, will be a good battle. But at the same time, like, I'll, I'll give Kieran Foran a go. Not only for a simple fact, like, you know, you need an old head out there and all these other guys. I'm not saying they can't do it, but, you know, his experience will be good for the young dogs. Yeah, exactly. you got to see... ship around. Well, you got to see the form he had obviously at the back end of last year when Bulldogs had nothing on the line and they were putting teams under that were, you know... Semi-final bound. Semi-final bound and, and ended their seasons. He got picked to go back and play for his country. So he's got the form still there. Can his body hold up? That will be the biggest question. He says he's the fittest he's been in the in the past five years. So yeah, but every, every heavyweight boxer says that too when you do a fight. But if that's, a, if, if, that's, if that's the case then, <laughs> if that's the case, wouldn't you hate to be a Parramatta fan if he's the fittest that he's been in the last five years? <laughs> what did Parramatta get him at? The Parramatta pay you 1.3 to sit, to sit down. That's what they did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do they make the eight? No. 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 You, you know what? It's hard to do predictions at the moment. Like, I, I, before I give any predictions. Another five weeks? Now, no, this is pretty bold. Another three bold as I did last year with Melbourne. <laughs> Kieran Foran gets another serious injury. Is that him done? Retire? Yes. Yeah. Moving on the Panthers, uh, fullback uh, Dylan Edwards, which will be remarkable that he's only going to miss two games um, with his injury that he copped in uh, preseason. On the wings, Josh Mansour and Brian Toto. In the centres, you've got Dean Fire and Brent Naden. In the halves, we'll have Jerome Luai and Matt Burton, as Nathan Cleary is suspended with his TikTok videos and his numerous girlfriends at the house. Moving on to James Tamo and Zane Tedavano in the forwards, with Appy Coruscant at your hooker. Viliami Kikau and James Fisher-Harris will line up in uh, the second row, with Isaiah Yo uh, at the lock. Uh, Stephen Crichton... We'll have that wing spot again um, just beforehand, though, when we had round two and round one. 
coming off the bench there, there was a push there for him to be in fullback, but now that Dylan Edwards is back, he's going to have to bide his time again. Kirk Capewell's set to make his club debut. Uh, Moses Leota and Liam Martin ran out the 17. The others that we have here uh, that are in direct contention is Mitch Kenny, Spencer Lanu, Caleb Aikens, uh, Jed Cartwright, uh, Nathan Cleary and Tyrone May will be in the mix after their suspensions. Um, Kirk Capel finally make his debut for Penrith as well. Well, there was rumours that he might not be back until round five, round six. It depends on how his hamstring strain goes. Especially coming back from a break too. Yeah. It, it, it'll, be, it'll be interesting as well. So Imagine to come over here. You do a Penrith packy. You have to tackle Tamo and then Tedavano, Kikau, you know, Fisher-Harris. And then off the bench, you got Capel running at you. And you got Moses and Martin. Like. I, I, I agree. Like, they've got a pretty good forward pack. Happy Coruscant, like, you know, he's a veteran. Best player yeah. in the game for the first two weeks, yeah? Like, like, hands down, best hooker running around at the moment. Likes, like, likes to be near Trent Barrett, though, doesn't he? He went over to Manly when when Baz went over there. Baz comes back to Penrith, he's back out here. Oh, we well, got to understand, you know, the only reason why he left Manly was because they went with Manisi Fenu as their long-term hooker. Obviously, he's had a few issues, so then... Like, you know, you've got to go what's best for you, you know what I mean? Oh, 100% at the end of the day. I, I just, I just, that, that, that's a little weird, weird fact that I like there. I, it doesn't, doesn't bother me, mate. But he loves Penrith, like, he's been at Penrith before, and that, obviously, he went over to Melbourne because that was the better opportunity for him at the time. Because, you know, like, Penrith had, like, Peter Wallace and some other... You know, but oh, mate, I, I love Appy being back at Penrith for us. As, awesome. a, as a Penrith fan, you know, it's been exciting to watch for the first two rounds. And I know Manly's kicking themselves now. But obviously they weren't expecting what happened with Manessi Fanu to happen. Matt Burton, very straightfor- straightforward playing halfback. It's what Penrith really need. Uh, Nathan Cleary was playing pretty straight as well for the start of the year, which was good. Um, so it went, 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 went sideways there, definitely a bit. Or, in that last game when they played the Dragons, obviously, like, uh, Cleary was doing good, you know, by playing straight, but then when they got out to that league... He went sideways. He started going sideways when the game got tough. But, again, and that's what we've been speaking about, Penrith, with, with, with their um, want to have to play uh, Luai at 5'8", he is that, that typical travelling player that will go sideways to find a hole and then cut through. You need to have a straightforward half to match match Jerome Luai with his with his um, finesse. So you know, whilst as you said, whilst Nathan Cleary was going straight, um, Panthers were doing good. As soon as they went sideways, it was um, it was a bit of dog shit. Uh, where do we see them? I mean, I still reckon they'll go good. You know, barring injuries, um, I still think they'll. I reckon they'll make top eight. Injuries is going to be the key Five this year with with, with thirty two. With 32 players that they're allowed to have, um, and obviously you know the NRL showing that they're not going to bring in exemptions, otherwise Warriors would have had those exemptions already. It's going to be survival of the fittest. Bottom half of the eight for me. Same here. Oh look, they'll be in the scrap for the top eight. Wouldn't be surprised if they slipped into the eight, but um, right now I've got them tenth. Second for me. Got it as a Panther fan, don't you? Um, right, right behind, uh, right behind uh, Canberra Raiders. <laughs> All right, so now we go on to South Sydney. So the predicted team lineup at the time by NRL.com had uh, Latrell Mitchell at fullback, Alex Johnson and Kendall Graham on the wings, Dane Gagai and Braden Burns in the centres. Uh, Cody Walker's been named, but uh, obviously with what uh, came out the last couple of days. 
uh, with the kicking incident on the video that's meant to go back at least five months ago, four to five months, uh, may face suspension. Uh, Adam Reynolds uh, in the number seven. Uh, front row was Tavita Totoa and Tom Burgess with Damian Cook at hooker. In the back row, Jaden Sewer, Cameron Murray, Liam Knight. On the bench, Mark Nichols, Ethan Lowe, Hamid Saleh, Bryson Goodwin, other players, Bailey Sirenen, Patrick Mago, Kurt Dillon, James Roberts. Uh, there are doubts over James Roberts' availability after the Star Centre entered a facility to deal with health issues. Forward Patrick Mago, who suffered a pectoral injury in the Charity Shield in February, will be close to return by May 28. Uh, but June may be more realistic comeback time frame for the former Bronco. What do you boys think? Mate, I'm starting to see a trend here, eh? There's about five or six clubs that are deciding to have a winger on their bench. Um, years ago, there used to be the wingers on the bench, but they would come up from reserve grade. It's an interesting ploy, um, and it's one ploy that I, I haven't seen from Wayne Bennett. He's never really carried a winger on the bench. Would, and, I, and I don't think Bryson Goodwin's bulked up enough to play his second row if need be. Would um, it's it's a strange it's a strange thing though. Well, has it been approved to go down to six players replacement yet? No, they're looking no. at that next year. But like, who? Oh, what I'm the question marks is who's going to play? Who's going to play six? They put Latrell Blake there. Taff. Oh yeah. Blake Taff will come up from. He's, he's been him. he's been training, he's been training. Um, he's been training very hard, and he was very instrumental in the twenties win last year. Uh, what I find, and I'm going to love watching, is Damian Cook playing with his new new um. Set of six, set of six. It, it, around around the around the scrum ruck, you know, just you know, especially with no no crowds there, they'll be able to hear the call nice and loud. And as soon, I, I believe, as soon as there's a uh, there's a you know a, a restart of the, of the tackle count, he'll go straight from 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 dummy half for a for a scoot just for a bit of fun. And uh, you you'll see his lightning quickness that he has from his beach beach running as a kid, it's it's off its head. You see him making the eight? Not with Latrell at fullback, no. They've got to put Latrell in the, in the centres. Oh, mate, at the moment, I reckon they'll uh, struggle to make the eight at the moment. For depth? Yeah, just depth-wise, they'll struggle. Pre-season, yes, I had them in the top eight, and I'm going to say yes now, only because we've seen two rounds and I don't like to change my predictions too early. But I tell you what, right now, if you had to ask me one team out of my top eight that I'd have to, you know, take out. It's the Rabbitohs based on the first two rounds. Awesome. On to the West Tigers. Adam Dewey's being named at fullback. And we've got David Nofaluma on the wing with Corey Thompson being moved from fullback to the wing. In the centres, we've got Joey Leilua and Moses Mbai. In the halves, of Benji Marshall and Luke Brooks, who's back from injury. Up front is Josh Alloway and Alex Twole. Um, at nine, there's plenty of options there. We'll get to that in a minute, but NRL.com has put Billy Walters in there. In the back row, you've got Luke Gardner, and um, you've got the other Leilua brother. Luciano. And the lock is Elijah Taylor on the bench. They've got Josh Reynolds, McKaylee, Zane Tanavano. Zane Musgrove. And Zane Musgrove, <laughs> sorry, and Chris, Chris Lawrence. The others to mention is uh, Michael Cheekham, Matt Eisenhuth. Robert Jennings, and on loan, Harry Grant. So, West Tigers coach Michael Maguire set to, Bowler Report set to put Dewey back at fullback. 
Um, there's also question marks um, about Embiid's knee. Is he fit enough to, to play centre? But there's also options there uh, with Robert Jennings as well. Uh, Corey Thompson's probably um, suited, for, in my opinion, to be back on the wing. Uh, Harry Grant, where do we see him into the fold? You got we got Harry Grant, we got Billy Walters, and we got um, Reynolds, and you got Jacob Little uh, all fighting for that hooker spot well, in eight, utility. Eight days ago, Josh Reynolds was all tipped to be all but signed and sealed to go back to the Bulldogs, but now with Kieran Foran being fighting fit again, I think Bulldogs might just hold off on re-signing Grubb uh, just to see how Foran goes, which obviously now leaves leaves Josh Reynolds fighting for that hooking role or, you know, being around just in case Marshall and Brooks go down. It's um, Billy Waters will probably get the nod just obviously being, um, you know, there for the preseason. But it's interesting that, uh, you know, Billy and, and Harry Grant used to be at the Melbourne system now to both the Tigers. Um, yeah, I would say it's a bit of a tough one, especially when it's little back yet is he no little 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 we've gone for a year yeah so we won't have to worry about him at least for now i can see harry grant starting at hooker for the tigers i think that's the plan possibly i don't know billy walters looked pretty good pre-season i could possibly see him being that bench utility player reynolds possibly missing out although he is on a fair bit of money i mean they had him playing in reserve grade so what difference is it going to make if he's just sitting on as the 18th man. Like, I, I can realistically see that happening. So. Would you... Would the, difference you... Is, the difference is, though, in this situation, because there is no Canterbury Cup, and that... The fans are saying, if there's no Canterbury Cup, he's going to pay that money. He's just going to pay to turn up the train. The fans are going to be whinging. Because in the day, when he does come onto that field, he brings energy that they need. Without so a doubt. they need him to be playing, even if it is coming off the bench. They need grub to be playing. Well, their biggest, yeah. good their biggest worry at the moment um, is their right side defence. Like they've leaked in, uh, you know, ninety percent of their tries down there. And you got obviously the new partners of the two Dumb and Dumber brothers. They look <laughs> Joey and Luciano. They're not Dumb and Dumber. They're they're, they're going to be. They could end up being the Bash brothers if they work yeah. if they work well together. So Just forget hey, forget Leipano. It'll be Leilua and Co. <laughs> <laughs> would you? Would you? They don't make the eight for me. With, with Robert Jennings, would you trial him at, you know, fullback? I've, I've seen him play a bit of fullback way back when he was younger. Yeah. He, he's got speed. Would you would you risk it if, you know, if Dewey's not up to it? Like, we, we all know what Dewey's like. He's played in every position in the back line at South. I feel his better position is on the wing. Um, he scores... Is is a try scoring freak. He scores tries, so yeah. But he's got he's got to have the right team to score the score then to score those tries. You saw it at South, and he comes to Tigers, and he's not he scoring any. Doesn't have that left side attack, and just put him over untouched, does he? You've already said it. Tigers won't break their their finals ninth. drought. They'll be ninth again. I've got them eighth. That's my big one. The Tigers to finish eighth. I I, I see I see Tigers along with possibly the Warriors as um. Smokies to make the eight. Are they 0-2, Tigers? 1-1. One and one. One and one. One one. Yeah, they, they won beat, one, lost one. They beat St. George in the first round. Oh, yeah, they almost threw that away, too. Belted, they were getting belted, too. And they came back yeah. in the last round. Yeah. And they got belted in the second round, too. All right, so that's mm. our uh, pre-COVID. The, the, the four teams that we're going to have on next week will obviously be what their 17 is going to be for that week because team lists will come out next Tuesday. 
Up next, look long, play short, uh, play a chat with Nathan McQuillan. Stay tuned, guys. Okay, welcome back, guys. Now we're on to the look long, play short, play a chat segment with Nathan McQuillan. So, welcome, Nathan. Uh, how are you today, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks for having me. Uh, that's all good, mate. So, just for our listeners, Nathan plays for the Cambridge Park Under-17s. And he's a great up-and-coming young prospect, hoping to get a crack in the Penrith system. So, mate, uh, why did you start playing rugby league? Oh, um, yeah, I started um, for for my uncle more more so. Um, he was a he was a big inspiration for me. Um, like he told me he told me the stuff that you get out of footy, um, just going as a as a young man and stuff like that. And um, obviously, staying fit without even. We're having, we're having fun with, with your mates and stuff like that. So um, yeah, his his passing away has pushed me um, pushed me very far, I think. And um, he he's given me a vision that I uh, just to run out to a packed stadium and make him proud with his name on my wrist. You know what I mean? Awesome, great story there, mate. I'll uh, just just talk us through your journey rugby uh, on rugby league, like where to start. Like was it under sixes or and and we'll run it through there. Yeah, I started under thirteens. Um, oh, late bloomer. Yeah, I, I played soccer. I was um, the top go- uh, top try scorer, goal scorer, whatever in New South Wales at one point. But um, yeah, we moved out here, and soccer's not a big thing in Penrith. Um, <laughs> I, got, I got I got picked on a bit in school when I first moved out in Year Seven, so um, I decided to sign up. Um, and uh, my first game actually, I got knocked out. <laughs> I didn't want to come back. But, um, had two weeks off and um, got a bit of a spray from my uncle and. Um, yeah, from then I moved to St Mary's when I was what 14, 15 years old, and um, yeah, they developed me um, tremendously. Uh, one of the boys, Joe Borg, he's high up in um, the St Mary's system, told me I had potential, and um, he wanted me to stay at St Mary's. But um, I moved back to Cambridge Park more so to play with my mates because a lot of them said it was their last year, and it's a big family club. And um, when you're there, it just feels like you're cosy type thing. You know what I mean? So it's a feeling that I want to be a part of, but yeah, looking ahead, I think I'm going to have to go elsewhere to develop my skills. What uh, position do you play, mate? Oh, chuck me anywhere. I'm not a big boy, but um, I, I like to I like to think that I lead I lead the boys in aggression and stuff like that. And um, but yeah, my main position is centre. And um, last year playing a bit of half back in half uh, five eighth and. Throw me um, up in the air for lock at the moment, so yeah, just, just, just see where it goes. put on a bit of bulk to get in yeah. the lock. I've been um, been working out heaps lately with isolation. Um, this day and age, you've got that mobile that mobile lock anyway. That can they can play with his hands and stuff too. So yeah. it's developing in the, in the new new era of rugby league as well. So uh, mate, um, like obviously you've only been playing. This is going to be your fourth season. Yeah. Of rugby league, you said you played soccer beforehand. Uh, we, we, I know, like we're a rugby league podcast, but just uh, for our listeners, uh, you talked that you moved out to Penrith a few years back. Where were you before? Yeah. Uh, we grew up, I grew up in um, Ryan, just um, south of Parramatta. Yep. Um, yeah, up, yeah, who'd you play soccer for out there? Right Panthers, yeah. Oh, I, I come for the soccer. I come for the soccer ranks too, mate. Yeah, so he's understand. freaked up when you said soccer. He's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, mate, Did you play striker. Yeah, yeah. Fanboy, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
favourite rugby league moment or memory, like on and off the field, can be NRL, can be yourself? Um, oh, probably, um, well, I was on the Matty Jones show. No, yeah. That's good. <laughs> um, so are we. <laughs> <laughs> we were in the crowd, we weren't on it. <laughs> when Caelan Ponga was there, that's when we were on. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, I was in the crowd as well. It was a few years back. Um, uh, Josh Dugan scored a try against Newcastle to win the game, and um, I was I was giving Josh Dugan a big spray, and um, he was looking at me beating his chest, and I wasn't backing down from him. And... <laughs> yeah, that's. that's... Probably one of the proudest moments on TV. My family calling me up going, you're on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Support Penrith, I suppose. No, Newcastle. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Match <laughs> made in heaven. Yeah. Like soccer, follow Newcastle, mate. Uh, <laughs> for the distance, you can't see, but I can see a love part happening. Obviously, favourite player uh, to play for Newcastle? Oh, probably PC. At the moment, yeah. Yeah, Mitch Barnett. A lot, a long way. Put it past. Oh... Johns. Yeah, Johns. Joey. Favorite other favorite players that play in the NRL at the moment doesn't play for the Knights. Oh, Frizzell. I like him. It was pretty. Um, I was pretty happy when we heard that we signed him. Like, so is that why you like him? <laughs> 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 Only because he's signed for the club. <laughs> Nova Castrian. <laughs> yeah. Temporary Nova Castrian. <laughs> uh, growing up, mate, who was your rugby league idols? Um, Who'd you look on? Look forward to watching on the. On a weekend when you're 12, 13? Oh, to be honest with you, Bo Ryan. Um, watching him on the free show, I thought he was hilarious and um, wanted to be like him. So, yeah, Did you go, out, you go out to uh, Lakemba and get some manouche? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, Bo Ryan and then, um, yeah. And just with that, right? Um, because you said like you want to be like Barry Ryan. So we're going to give you a mic right now to tell us your best joke. Hey! <laughs> on the spot, the spot. On the spot. Nice. <laughs> I don't know many, eh? Yeah. Just tell us any, mate. What about your go-to one? What's your go-to joke? Oh, ask my missus. <laughs> <laughs> I like to crack up on myself, I'm not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you did mention um, off here that you've um, been involved in the Lula program. Yeah. Uh, how do you think that's developed your game? Um, yeah, huge. And even the confidence boosters, um, with James Tamo being down there, um, like I said, I was going through a bit of a rough patch. And um, for those guys to pick me up by, by, my, um, by my hand and pull me up um, was huge for me. And... Um, yeah, I can't. I can't talk highly about Lula. Like, you know what I mean? It's, you just have to be there and experience it. And, yeah. um, Timmy, said, um, Timmy runs very, very simple, simple but effective drills. Like, and in a way to be able to get into their their heads and repetitive. What days were you training with him? It was a um, one, two. Two days. It was Monday, Wednesday. Yeah, and um, yeah, like I said, it's the best program out there, I think, personally. Um, and they have uh, heaps of special guests and stuff like that. Uh, Josh Reynolds was down there the other week. And, yeah, good bunch of boys, good system down there. Awesome. Yeah. In your opinion, who's currently the best player in the NRL? Oh, he can't go past Tedesco, eh? He, um, he's a freak. He can do anything, eh? Luchel Mitchell was, but he's, he's um, gone down here, eh, since... <laughs> he's just oh, it's, it's a rough patch with with um, Latrell, and we hope that he'll, he'll come back out of it. Um, 
Right, who do you think we might have we might have had the answer? <laughs> who do you think is the most overrated player in the game at the moment? Nathan Cleary for sure. I think um <laughs> I, think, I think he's a Daddy's boy. He likes to walk around with a big head, doesn't he? Oh he's got a big jaw. So <laughs> I think he thinks he's untouchable, really. Not on the hair of my chin TikTok showed that he's not untouchable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I seen him down um, once, and one of the younger boys asked for his autograph, and he turns around and turned his back, and that's when I wanted to. That's when I wanted to, like, you know, hurt him a bit. <laughs> <laughs> you might get your chance in a couple of years when, yeah, you, when you oppose him. New South Wales or Queensland for Origin? New South Wales. Awesome. Okay, mate. And, um, no, if it was Queensland, he'd be out the door. <laughs> Right out there, the door. <laughs> anyway, are you still at school? Yeah. If so, uh, what's your favourite subject? Oh, probably uh, SLR, the sports. Yeah, sports science and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Sport, leisure, and recreation. That's yeah. what everyone likes doing. Who wants to do sports? No, everyone likes SLR because it's prac, like PE's the theory stuff in <laughs> school these days. All-time favourite sports movie? Oh, kicking and screaming. <laughs> yeah. uh, I reckon that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maccas or KSC? Oh, Maccas. Yeah, Maccas. Yeah. What's your favourite? What's your go-to meal? Probably uh, three-piece box or the Zinger box. It's full KSC? Yeah. yeah. No, I love oh, them. Yeah, Maccas. Maccas, your favourite. Which one you like? Go double quarter-pounder. Take away the ketchup and the mustard and put on Big Mac sauce. It annoys me, man. People people customise their burgers. If you want a burger, you buy it because you want to eat the burger, not because you want to customise it. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to change your taste buds, mate. <laughs> Xbox, play, Xbox or PlayStation? Oh, PlayStation, Favourite game? Oh, Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not with any points here. He loves Nathan Cleary and he hates Fortnite. Fortnite's a piece of <laughs> shit game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just good at it, yeah. Yeah, that's okay, it. Okay, mate. Um, you're down to your last $20 in your wallet. What do you spend it on? Oh. And just remember, you got your girlfriend sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, a box of chocolates. <laughs> 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 oh, you still get change as well. What else? <laughs> a box of chocolates, only $3 if you go to the right shop. <laughs> yeah. 50 cents. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of Zinger boxes. <laughs> Away from rugby league, man, what are your hobbies and interests? Um, oh, working out, staying fit, and um, family, and um, and a bit, of, a bit of a Netflix and chill at home. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah for sure. Um, my girlfriend, for sure, she um, keeps me on my feet. How long have you been with your partner, mate? Oh, going on thirteen months. Oh, awesome. puppy love, still young. But what's her, what's her um, birthday? 13th of November. Oh, oh, yeah. Scorpio. Thumbs up. Thumbs up, yeah. <laughs> who liked who first? Oh, I think she knew me before I knew her through her friends or something, but yeah, when I seen her, I was a bit blown away. Hey, <laughs> brownies. Let's take it to the brownies. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I was all about the brownies. <laughs> um, obviously, we know you like soccer because you played soccer before rugby league. Is there any other sports that you'd follow religiously other than rugby league and soccer? Nah, I've sort of lost contact with soccer. Yeah? Um, yeah, don't really... Yeah, it's a bit soft for me now, thinking about it, but... Um, well, they, 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 do, they do do a lot of Oscar performances, don't they? Yeah, get, get a tap on the ankle. Dale knows how to do them. Get yeah. paid. <laughs> get, get paid a lot, too. Yeah, actors. 
You like NBA? Yeah, NBA, but um, NFL. NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Who's, your, who's your team in NFL? Oh, oh no, I don't know. Like, you just like watching them. Yeah. Uh, NBA. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Golden State and the Golden State. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay in the NFL for me. I love Tampa Bay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any hidden talents? Oh. <laughs> hey, look, he looked at his misses. <laughs> Other than footy, can he juggle, double jointed? Oh yeah. Maybe have a kiss. Uh, oh. Ron, Ron Simmons' tongue. <laughs> nice long one. I dislocated my shoulder a few times and um, well, it sort of relates back to footy. I dislocated my shoulder in footy. I put it back in myself, if that, if that counts. And That's then, a hidden talent. You can keep going without telling the trainer. I need to come off. Yeah. <laughs> Goal, uh, plans and goals for 2020 for yourself. Obviously, when the comp at Cambo is, is a yeah. big one, but what else? Um, uh, stay focused with um, everything that's going on. Just... Um, Stay, stay sane. Uh, isolation is making everyone a bit, bit crazy, isn't it? So, so obviously, as we just said, you know, twenty twenty, a different year, obviously with COVID. Penrith Junior Rugby League have um, stated an eight week competition. Do you, do you, are you happy with that? You're obviously, obviously, it's, you know, it's it's hard with with um, constraints around fields and that. But are you happy that there's eight weeks rather than no weeks? Oh yeah, for sure. For, like, yeah, I'd rather I'd play one week if they offered it. But it's just um, yeah, it's just bad timing, isn't it? it? It couldn't happen in the preseason and all the hard stuff. No, like I said, uh, if if they said to us that we're playing one game and it's it's tonight, I'd go home and kid up and go down and play tonight. So it doesn't really matter. Do you have a ritual like? you eat the same meal the night before or put the left foot on before you put the right boot on? Um, Any superstitions there? A little bit weird. Um, I like to think that um, I eat big before a game or stuff like that, but I actually don't eat anything. That, if that counts, like... Yeah, no, it's all right. I don't, eat, I don't eat anything before a game or anything like that. I go for water. So if, if, if rugby league doesn't eventuate for you as a, as a career what's your other career path that you're looking at oh firefighting no nice. yeah, yeah firefighting's awesome yeah exactly um get paid to help people like you wouldn't want to do that you know what I mean no it's awesome mate yeah. what school do you go to Cambridge Park Cambridge yeah. Cambridge nice. yeah, HSE no, year 11 oh, okay. oh another year another year that's all good wait just, just before we finish up man um th- thanks for your time but um what's your what's your uncle's name Oh, Jamie. I repeat to Jamie, um, it's, it seems like you know he has a massive influence over you um, for you to change from, from soccer to footy and just the way that you speak about him. Um, us three or us three here don't really know him, but um, you know it, it always it always hits uh, hits hits the heartstrings when you know family pass away. So you know from us to the teacher to, uh, the final whistle boys, we just want to you know um, send your condolences to your family and stuff as well. Um, but other than that, man, just keep doing what you're doing, doing the Lola thing. Train hard. Hopefully, 2020, uh, we can you can kick off. Um, but all the future with all your um, future um, endeavors, eh? Yeah, no, she's she's having me. Yeah, so anyone out there is listening, we are looking for a sponsor for this uh, segment. If you'd like to come on and be a sponsor for this segment, hit us up uh, at the, the final whistle rl at hotmail.com. Uh, we also like to thank you, uh, thank our current sponsors that we have on uh, HQ Services, Aircon Electrical, and PNS Dumpers. 
with isolation on it's starting to, uh, isolation around it's starting to get a bit cold guys so you know hit up uh Luki boy and jake at uh h and q and they can get your your lounge room looking nice and warm or feeling nice and warm and uh if you've got a lot of uh, crap around your yard um paul is your man to go to for for a skip bin get them out there nice and cheap have it for a week unload your unload your garbage into the skip bin Come and pick it up with a friendly smile. Uh, for more information, you can listen to our podcast on the Anchor app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. Hit us up on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash the final whistle RL. On our Instagram, we got our Instagram handle at the final whistle underscore RL. As I said, email, mate. Uh, it's there at the final whistle RL at homo.com. Hour and a half to go in our semi-final battle number one, and Cambridge Park are up by about 200, Dale. Uh, looks like Cambo will go into the finals. Uh, I think they're a dollar ten favourite. I'm tipping Ellenbrook will, will defeat Rouse Hill tonight. I tipped them a long time ago, too. I tipped the grand final to be Cambo and Ellenbrook. Mate, do you reckon Rouse Hill's got it in them to beat Ellenbrook quickly? Uh, well, they come... Uh, another... Another team that's come from behind. There's not many. Cambo come from behind, and Ellen Brooks come from behind, and the Rhinos, you know, that's come from behind. So they got it in them. I don't think uh, it'll be ten points. And I think it'll be it'll be a close one. This one tonight. Um, you know, Cambo's Cambo smashing at the moment. They're double uh, of what of what Town have got. But I think this one will be close. It'll be it could be down to refreshing it on on the last minute and down to you know a couple of votes. Yeah, no, it'll be, it'll be very close, eh, Trev? Yeah, no, definitely it will be. Obviously, Cambo will go through, but for the next one, Ellenbrook and Rouse Hill will be a close one. But, you know, when you look at the whole state of WA behind you... It's a big state. It's a big state as well. Extra three hours, too. That's right, so... Yeah, so it's daylight. It's, it's be daylight. It's be a good one. All right, guys, thanks for listening. And that's the final whistle.